Like what we're doing here at Echoplex Media? Well, head on over to echoplexmedia.com slash support. There are a bunch of great ways to support this project. My favorite, always, is the merch. The focus on ridicule. <laughs> I'm white, and I've got everything I need. No one clutches their purses when they're in a room alone with me. And I can drive for any neighborhood I Welcome to the Intellectual Dollar Tree. We do the show live every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Pacific right here on Twitch. That's twitch.tv slash Echoplex Media. We are waiting a moment for our uh, guests to arrive, but in the meantime, I will introduce myself. I am uh, Producer Dave, and uh, you can find me on Grinder. and uh, HK and I were talking things about Grinder that I'm not going to say on stream in the uh, back of house chat. <laughs> and uh, I am HK Perrin. You can find me on Mastodon at hparrin at social. You can also find me on email at hparin at 487.com. The TLD is different. Very subtle difference. Can we, uh, can, we, can we find you with a little more gain on your mic? Well, more gain? I thought it was already pretty hot. How's this? Even better? Yeah. It is. It's better. Okay. <laughs> so... Yeah, we're just waiting for our uh, co- our uh, guest to arrive. It'll be Homo Zygote, aka Marcus. That'll be that'll be fun. We're gonna we're gonna be actually be keeping up with the fucking Weinstein's again. We're gonna break our rules here and do a little bit of Brett Weinstein um, comparing himself to God and suggesting that the uh, conflict in the Middle East is uh, all maybe there just to trick Brett or something. I don't know. And um, then Eric and Sam Harris went on the fucking Trigonometry podcast, so we're going to watch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that so we're gonna do a little bit of a twofer this evening i know we uh had fired brett but you know marcus was like well brett's been kind of wiling out so I do when think is he we not will, wiling out i mean more more than usual definitely more than usual 
Um, HK, do you, what was the last thing that you were on uh, that we covered Brett? Because I know I think I fired Brett when you weren't here. I'm pretty sure it was this show. Uh, let's see. What was he doing? I mean, I want to say it was like it was a vaccine thing, but like that's what he's been talking about for like three years. So. And it certainly wasn't how the tech are you. <laughs> the last time we, <laughs> yeah, definitely not. We covered Brett. Certainly not how the tech are you. So I guess while we uh, while we wait here, um, I'm going to actually introduce uh, the intellectual Dollar Tree audience to uh, Toast Cat. Um, Hell yeah. This is Toast Cat. Toast Cat is awesome. Toast Cat, Toast Cat flies around in a shoe. Uh, and loves to be surrounded by toast. Yep. Love toast cat. And you can find him at eplex.store. Up oh, here is our guest. Look at that. What's up, Marcus? Hey, what's up? Has Marcus up? seen toast cat? He, yes. I showed him <laughs> a toast very cat. brief introduction to toast cat. He was, he was like, what do you mean? People bought that. <laughs> Why wouldn't you buy it? That's a fucking amazing shirt. <laughs> I was I was more just shocked at the speed of creation to purchase. Yeah, yeah, we we sold some like immediately. <laughs> yeah, that that was the most surprising. Uh, Dave, you missed something on the the description there, though. It's a cat in sunglasses in a shoe, surrounded by toast. Well, uh, I I will I will fix that then. I, no, okay. You 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 have you have a login to the you have a login thing. You go ahead and fix it. <laughs> Toast Cat always wears sunglasses. It's always. It's your web store too now. <laughs> ah. <laughs> I was like, here, have a login. And now I can blame all the problems of the web store on, uh, on HK. So, Marcus, <laughs> you uh, you had suggested that we briefly unfire Brett Weinstein for this episode, <laughs> which I'm sure everybody's really happy about. <laughs> I'm sure everybody's just frothing at the mouth and they have their popcorn. The family's gathered around the uh, the monitor to to tune in to see why we're unfiring Brett. Oh man, <laughs> uh, that's it. Unfiring Brett is absolutely like the worst idea. But like, I don't know what what are we gonna do about it. Um, plus, like having you having you on is is worth unfiring Brett. Yeah, just somebody in the chat noticed that you sounded flangy and weird. I had a problem. I fixed it. <clears throat> you sound great oh. now. Okay. What does cool, flangy cool, cool. mean? Like a flanger, HK. What's a flanger? Look it up, HK. Oh, you know what I want to do? I want to spend the next 15 minutes talking about a flanger. Can we do that? <laughs> Send it. I mean, why not? I'm all for it, but I feel like you're being sarcastic. <laughs> you, you can tell I'm not serious. So we're going to, we're going to, there's a, the bad stats. Our friend over at the bad stats has collected some of Brett um, talking about the, the, situation in the middle east being uh a bit of a false flag conspiracy e let's say um marcus can you give us a little background not on what's going on in the middle east my god i do not want to get into that on this fucking show but like any any i what's going on with brett here before we get started well uh brett's been on a, an interesting in a pejorative way uh a arc with respect to uh, his content creation and this is going to be a bit of a humble brag for me, but I think one of the first times I was uh, on here, uh, one of the first times we talked about Brett, I made a point saying that the longer he goes at this, the more and more extreme his views are going to become to try and you know blend in with the crowd and pander. You know, but the first times we were talking about him, he was 
first discovering horse paste uh, for for COVID purposes, and uh, now here we are, where Brett is now on such a deranged, out of control a character arc that everything now has to be about him. So, uh, some of the clips that I sent you that we'll we'll probably take a listen to you know, a handful of them. Brett is deciding to use the backdrop of what's happening in Gaza to either make it about himself, evolution, or both. And <laughs> it is just, it is unbelievable that his, his, uh, you know, his aesthetic is, you know, I'm the science understander. I have a PhD. I understand evolution. And now somehow like what's happening in Gaza is some sort of like weird uh, evolutionary false flag or something that is meant to distract him and his, uh, anti-vax friends. Like, <laughs> And it's bizarre because like a subsection of that has actually happened in sort of the uh, the the non IDW part of COVID Twitter, like some of the super super cautious uh, people who are trying to not get COVID and like trying to wear masks and stuff. A couple of them, once all of the stuff in Gaza started, were complaining that you know my timeline's full of Gaza posting. I I want to talk about COVID. Stop talking about Gaza. And it's like, well. <laughs> okay, I think we can do two things at once. Number one, but number two, like what's happening in Gaza is not about you. So like, can, can you stop doing that? But Brett is doing that on a much, much larger stage. And in a way that is, I mean, I would call it narcissistic, but that would be an understatement. I, I don't think there's a word in the dictionary that can describe this. Yeah, this, I, I did not expect, I mean, I expected him to have some kind of stupid take about this, but I did not expect, I don't know. I don't, I didn't even look at this. Cause I, I, I knew you were coming on um, like we had, it was a couple of weeks ago. I was like, Oh, I got to have you on. And you're like, Oh yeah, Brett, we could talk about Brett. And then I saw this and I was like, Oh, I'm not going to watch this actually until Marcus is on the show. I want to, I want to get this with some fresh fucking ears. And uh, HK is not on Twitter and doesn't listen to the dark horse podcast. So HK, you probably haven't uh, heard whatever the fuck this is either. Not at all. Yeah. Those are two very wise decisions and not doing either of those things. Uh, it's smart, smart, intelligent human. Thank you for, for, for doing that. And you're sparing yourself misery. All right. Well, let's go. Let's see. We got, we got the first, uh, the first link here is actually a thread with three clips. Um, shout out to the bad stats. Always pulling. I don't know. Always watching this shit so that I don't have to, especially the dark horse podcast. Cause I just don't watch it anymore. Oh, Brett officially blocked them by the way. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> End of an era. Ah, <laughs> I mean, they they deserve it, but also like, ah, I know it's sad. Regardless, all right, let's drop let's drop this first clip here. Brett is off to the races. It says on this first clip, whatever it is that arranged this, there is a component on the Israeli side that is mysterious, and there is no effort being put into an explanation that could possibly satisfy anybody with, let's say, your level of understanding of what took place there. These are transparently inadequate explanations being yeah. offered, and the only defense of them is that to entertain any alternative possibility will be dismissed as conspiracy theorized. There are two contradictions here, or two implausible um, claims. One, that the failure at the Israeli border was organic to say that this operation which was being planned for a year and was massive went undetected and now to be claiming that in fact 
they are being that that it may look to us like they're blowing up apartment buildings, but that's because there's a weapons factory in the basement that suggests a high level of knowledge of where these actions are actually conducted and a high level of knowledge and a long period of planning in which the attack was not anticipated. That is simply uh, incompatible. Most people look at what the government is doing, what the, in this case, defense forces are doing, and they refuse to take on the point of view that there may be higher powers that are manipulating this. They simply refuse. What higher powers? The Jews are already involved. What is she, what the fuck are they talking about? I mean, if there's no evidence, then yeah, I would refuse to, to believe that. Like, but I, it's not a refusal that I'm unwilling to give up. I will immediately stop refusing to believe that as soon as there's any evidence. I, I, I just don't even have words. Like, I, I, I don't know what power is higher than like all of the powers being invoked in this Middle Eastern conflict. Like, <laughs> is, the, is this like the D&D universe where there's like 300 gods that are warring with each other? I don't get it. Oh yeah, that's right. Like even even God is supposed to be on their side, right? Yeah, exactly. Everybody has their own version. So it's like <laughs> are are we just like casting the wish spell or are we like having everybody's gods bless us in Mortal Kombat? Like what what what's going on here? What what do you mean there's an even higher power? I think it's the same people that have prevented Brett and Eric from both getting their Nobel prizes. That's who's it. That's who's behind <laughs> all this. <laughs> Mm, it's the Nobel Committee. That's the higher power, not God. No, it's the Nobel Committee. <laughs> right, you didn't invent telomeres. No prize for you. <laughs> oh, there's more of this shit. Oh God, there's two more of these, and then there's more clips of him talking to Heather about this. This ain't this ain't great. Mm -mm. You know, is the barbarism of Hamas in southern Israel on October seventh actually the result of a story involving liquid natural gas that exists in Iran that might be sold to Europe and what? that certain powerful <laughs> players might be aware of um, a way that they might get cut in on the massive amount of uh, wealth that will be at least transferred, if not generated by such an event, right? Again, it looks like barbarism on your screen, but it might be about money and natural gas that isn't even on the map you were looking at um so <clears throat> you know and you know I, what we haven't mentioned is that i'm also watching so wait can we pause this right here because he just said that he didn't give any evidence of that mm -mm, no <laughs> just, just supposition it's a that is a hell of a claim to make with zero evidence like holy I mean, shit he, he's become very adept at doing that over the pandemic so you know he, he's got many yes. many uh claims like that so that that's his uh his his go-to that's his mo is to just spew bullshit and see what actually sticks on the wall and then just run with that but we like have, we have somebody in the chat asking like how long until Brett says how great it is and important it is to have this conversation. These are just clips from the bad stats, and I feel like the bad stats does not clip that part out, and that is actually to the bad stats' detriment as a uh, as a provocateur, <laughs> if you ask me. Because if, if every time they did that, that was included in the clips, it would be fantastic. He goes, "Well, here's, you know, say, here's the part that you know space. Yeah, here's the part that you know had to happen." 
Here, we'll, we'll let this clip finish here. Israel had a profound effect on alliances that were forming that were going to have an effect on the American election in 2024. Now, that could be pure happenstance. Um, or not. Is it coincidence or not? Or not. <laughs> Nobody knows. We're we're going to pose random hypotheticals and never address them once we mention them ever again. I mean, to be fair, I mean, those hey, are those are the two options if you limit it to two. <laughs> <laughs> the the tides could be caused by the sun and the moon, or not. <laughs> That's fucking. This is fucking wild. I'm so glad that I don't like watch this stuff long form anymore because it would just fry my fucking brain. Like if I had to watch this whole interview. I would just start throwing <laughs> things. I would be, I would be like, I'd be like on Twitter tomorrow, like panhandling for a couple computer displays and some cameras and shit, because everything would just be destroyed. There would be nothing left in this fucking room. Here's the last that clip. Angering? Here's the last clip from this one. But don't worry, we have more. There's more, uh, Brett. And with next is with Heather, and I think he even compares himself to God at one point during this. Yeah. <laughs> Let us also point out the interesting, possibly just coincidental fact that Mike Benz has just faced a um, a character assassination uh, that when? has made uh, just a now few days, a few mm-hmm. days before the attack. And she's like, so- just now. <laughs> 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 breaking news with brett just now character assassination like, is she fucking with him i think she- <laughs> <laughs> is she on something like what I, I, by the sense way of time uh, is just off character assassination so much worse than you know a a real assassination <laughs> actual assassination. possible that is happenstance um mike has done a great job of revealing the censorship industrial complex and uh, they would, of course, have an incentive to take him down at any moment. But wow. the coincidence of him being uh, hobbled um, just before this attack in which the censorship was going to kick into high gear is at least worth noticing. Mm-hmm. You know, wow, I um, didn't know that. Things never happened after other things when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, no historical context. Only one event happens at once, and nothing else uh, ever happened before or after this one thing that happened recently. Holy crap! <laughs> That's why we can write history books uh, just perfectly linearly. But that means we have to read, and that's hard. Oh, that's also why the word uh, "while" does not exist. <laughs> we only have before True. and after. Yep. Oh no! And, okay, so we're we're gonna go. We're we're done with whatever that was, but we got more. Here's Brett and Heather in. Like, why can't they just have like a normal set? I mean, like, HK is obviously in an office. Marcus is obviously in his bedroom. You need to make your bed, young man. <laughs> I, I leave bed. it un. I leave it unmade in protest of Jordan Peterson. I will not make my bed. You can't put that as a rule in your book. And I'm just up against a wall, like with a fucking light behind me, so that you could see the the fucking texture of the wall. Like, like, why did you avoid like this fucking rug that they have behind them? What is this? 
Anyway, Wait, Dave, you're actually in a physical space right now. Yes. Oh. The now space. The now space. <laughs> I, I'm real. I exist, and um, and I'm the I'm the fucking host of this show, sir. Excuse me. <laughs> anyway, here's a uh, Brett and Heather. Um, So the idea here now is that I guess the 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 incident the the happenings the goings on in the Middle East are actually uh, designed to drive a wedge between Brett and some of his new anti-vaccine pals. <laughs> this turn of events, historical and whatever their nature, let's say that they're perfectly organic. That what took place is exactly what it appears to be—a massive intelligence and military failure. The consequence of it outside of the Middle East is to make conversations that were taking place a week ago very difficult to have, if not impossible now. There's something that I would call the coalition slicer dicer. <laughs> I'm Brett Weinstein. I'm bringing you the coalition slap chop. Let's, uh, let's take a look. <laughs> That that Vince guy, that's an interesting story. He he took all that money that he made on that and tried to go after the cult of Scientology and lost all his fucking money. I mean, kind of yeah. base, but also like he could have done better with that money. Have <laughs> if not impossible now. There's something that I would call the coalition slicer dicer <laughs> working on us, and what it does. Let's say that you have a group of people who have found each other and they have come to understand how to interact with each other and they have established bonds of trust. Those are called friends, Brett. <laughs> it's, it's odd yes. to me that you're discovering this at this late point in your life, sir. Let's say that this thing actually existed. Slicer dicer? <laughs> uh, the concept of friends. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what if... What if Brett and Sam uh, kissed under under the uh, under like a museum piece about the bell curve? <laughs> yeah. What, what what if what if we held hands while also turning pages of the bell curve? <laughs> <laughs> what if we kissed near uh, me and my wife's Aladdin rug on the wall? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I do love that they bought like they. Uh, I'm almost sure that this is not a rug from their house. They bought a rug just to nail to the wall and then either it's not either it's not hanging uh, level or it is hanging level and brett and the camera are both like <laughs> tilted <laughs> off to the side <laughs> it could yeah, be brett, brett didn't evolve the ability to use a level so he had to tilt the camera to make sure the rug appeared level in the fit in the in the uh, video one of the funny, funny, funny story about that. One of the main reasons I got rid of the backdrop behind me is that you could like, if you were like an astute viewer of the show, you could tell whether or not my camera was perfectly level that day <laughs> 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 using the backdrop because uh, somebody, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A man uh, hung the backdrop. And so <laughs> anyway, let's let this can't, keep going. Can't here. get my camera unlevel right now or there growing sense-making surrounding COVID, right? You have the COVID dissidents who are realizing that they're all seeing pieces of the puzzle and then they pull those pieces and they say, oh my God, here's what the larger puzzle looks like. And they are empowered and they hold meetings and they become uh, an important potato uh, 
force on the landscape because as the population wakes up to the fact that something was done to it um, that was unholy, these people... What was done to us? Like, what the fuck is he talking about? I have been living a relatively normal life for the past, like, what, year and a half? Like, since the vaccines came out, we've all been living a relatively normal life. It was fucking weird before that. Did he, like, does he not remember that it was super weird that, like, like fucking gazelles were running around the streets of San Francisco? Crocodiles were running through the streets of Florida? Oh, that's, that's actually normal. normal. Yeah, I was about but, to say, yeah, that's, that's normal. But, uh, weird. It was fucking weird. Everyone was staying inside. That was weird. Like, I mean, I think, he, I think he's referring that, like the vaccine is the, the weird part, right? But no, the vaccine was the normalist part about all of that. Well, I think it's also a, a, a low key reference to lab leak where he thinks that like it was deliberately engineered and released on people on purpose. So like when he's saying the population has had something done to it, he's basically saying the entire pandemic was a scam. <laughs> Right, it was released. But, but he's like, it was released to make Brett a celebrity, though. <laughs> yeah, maybe that means he's in on it. Ooh, he's part of the uh, pharmaceutical industrial complex. He's uh, <laughs> he's just, he's the uh, the uh, the Pied Piper here, uh, the the COVID dissident Pied Piper. But like that, that contradicts the first part. So like, or the second part. So like, let's say you do believe that like whatever lab leak, whatever then like the vaccine's a good thing and you should be like all for the vaccine. Like, yeah, we fixed that problem that they did to us. Like they were trying to attack us and we fixed that. But You'd no, he's so. like also vaccine bad. Yeah, because he uh, it, one, it's part of his Internet celebrity. Like that's that's his a foot in the door more so than what he's done before. But uh, to keep any degree of logical consistency in his conspiracy theorism he basically says yeah your immune system can handle it just just get sick it's fine natural immunity so that that's how he can justifiably say vaccine bad in his worldview is basically saying yeah well if you happen to get it you'll be fine so he thinks that china engineered a virus to attack us and then they released it and they successfully attacked us but it was only as bad as like a cold. Yeah, but also it was only as bad as a cold because China is working with the American pharmaceutical industry so they can sell the vaccines and profit off of the vaccines. And, you know, it, it, it reminds me of an episode of House MD from like an eternity ago uh, where they have like a hypothetical conversation with some anti-vax actress basically being like, I don't want my baby to get the MMR shot. And House is just like, all right, well, they'll just make a little coffin for your baby and like fire engine red or like frog green and I'll, I'll send you the, the, the flyer for it. So it's like, you know, at that point, if, if, if you think it's all a giant like scam and collusion and conspiracy to sell vaccines, like just just die or like just 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 get it, go isolate and leave everybody else alone to don't spread it to other people. Like if, you, if you're in that headspace and you're refusing to get out of it then then just stay in your room with the rug on the wall and leave everybody alone would you guys want to start a uh, a company called uh, anti-vaxxers choice brand child coffins <laughs> Ooh, you, you might have to uh you might have to change the the name to sound a little bit more patriotic uh but the, the premise freedom is coffins. i like the you idea just put the word freedom, freedom coffins yeah exactly uh child freedom uh, coffins 
American Eagle Freedom Coffins. There we go. <laughs> so that your your child flies up on high in style. All right, let's <laughs> let's let's let him complete whatever word salad he was doing here. And seen okay. to offer pieces of the truth along the way. That is a very powerful force. That force is fiercely divided over the interpretation of what took place on October 7th in Israel. And this has impacts across the globe. It has impacts on the U.S. presidential election. It has impacts on our understanding of U.S. entanglements uh, abroad generally. <clears throat> and my concern is, you know, uh, divide and conquer is a famously ancient strategy. Mm -hmm. uh, my guess is we would find uh, the formulation of it in many different traditions. Obviously, Napoleon knew about it. Surely Sun Tzu is going to have things to say about it. Um, but Sun Tzu dead. Divide and conquer <laughs> information. Land killed him. Very much like a. Um, an ongoing slicer-dicer operation that simply tears coalitions apart so that they are never capable of making any meaningful change, which is, after all, uh, I think, the, the Goliath's purpose. <laughs> just, the, just the fucking balls to be like, oh, you know, they just they, uh, they did this actually so that people stopped listening to me uh, talk to, I don't know, who the fuck does he talk to now, uh, RFK Jr. or... Fucking, who else is even talking to? I, I've lost track of uh, Del Big Tree or whoever. Or maybe he doesn't like Del, Del Big Tree because Del Big Tree is more popular than him. I don't know. He was like one week away from bringing everyone together, right? <clears throat> he's going to bring Marcus on. Yeah. Oh God. And then they, he almost, he and then they had, went and started he, a war, and now he he's, had you convinced, right? He lost all his traction. <laughs> oh. One more Thank week would have been all over. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. Like, I don't even know what Brett does on Dark Horse anymore. Like, he he's ginning all of this up to basically say that you know you're still you're still being scammed by Big Pharma. Please listen to me. But it's like, if you look at Brett's Patreon earnings, it's just a steady line down. Like he's he's falling off and he can't handle it. Yeah, yeah. That's what Good. I was. Um, that's like was my prediction. Well, you, you like think you and I together, our predictions like match up, right? You, you said that as, you know, COVID's not going away, I think I think we can all kind of agree that it's going to be, in, it's endemic, that we're, we're going to have to learn to live with it like we've learned to live with influenza. Um, but to some extent, that, that's a separate conversation, but uh, ish. Close enough. Close, cl close enough. Listen, listen, man. I'm not an, I'm not the expert. You are, you feel free to feel free to correct me, but that's, that's, uh, I mean, it's not going away. Like we, we have to do something about it because it's not going away. Like we right. do things for flu and that's right. not going away. So we should also do things for COVID too. But as it leaves the hearts and minds of people as their number one issue, Brett's 15 minutes is up whether he likes it or not. He there is nowhere for him to go. He's going to try. You're right. He's going to try to maybe be more extreme or comment on more things. But he's so fucking boring that unless he's like putting academic window dressing on the same on the anti-vax stuff, people are just going to jump ship on him because he's fucking boring and his wife is hell of annoying. And mm -hmm. And I think that's why he's maybe losing like uh, Patreon people. People might still be watching his content, but I we could we could even check Social Blade maybe during the post game to see if his um, viewers are going down as well. 
but it's hard to tell because now he's on like the Odyssey website and he's doing the the members only thing on locals and like we can't get data from locals so we don't know if those Patreon people if some of them jumped ship and went over to the Dave Rubin platform but I do think that he's his 15 minutes are about up that he's going to end up right back where he was before like as far as popularity goes like almost an also ran with Sam Harris and Jordan Peterson I think maybe he might be able to turn it around if he nails up a couple more wall rugs. <laughs> if he puts a couple more, maybe if he changes his studio again. Yeah. Yeah. New, uh, yeah. new, uh, fresh. Bring back, the, bring back the sword and the sink. Yeah. Go back to the fucking wood the room, humidor. Man. Yeah. Go back to the fucking <laughs> humidor. My God. Everybody loved that. In fact, uh, we had one of our uh, viewers uh, take the time to use Photoshop to create an empty galaxy brain humidor. <laughs> <laughs> Brett, uh, Brett's falling off because this is uh, of his uh, poor maison sense. So maybe if he uh, he starts looking at some more uh, film and uh, movie studies, he could get some inspiration to get those numbers back up. So this next one's crazy. I'm not even gonna like say what it's about. This next one's fucking crazy, though. Here it goes. Just let it rip. Has something gotten into the Israeli system? that is ready to sacrifice civilians for some other purpose that has not been named and we do not know. Now, that's a, an incredible thought. It's a terrible thought. On the other hand, if you look at what Israel did during COVID, right. the entire population was betrayed. Israel had amongst the highest vaccination rates of any country on earth. That was the result of whatever it is that controls the Israeli system of government in full party unnecessary harm on the population of Israel. I don't know what to make of it, but the fact that you have two historical events that appear to have nothing to do with each other that share the characteristic of looking like something that must go beyond the level of organic failure, both of which involve something in control that has asymmetrical access to information, mm -hmm. putting the population of citizens in jeopardy of terrible things, and then so, not telling the truth about it. Right. So they got vaccinated, which is almost like, first of all, whose civilians are they willing to, are they willing to like uh, have die or whatever? But like, also like, like what the fuck is he talking about? I mean, I know what he said, but that doesn't. And I, I get the point he was trying to make, but I still have to ask what the fuck he's talking about. I'm not uh, sure. How we'll was their mortality rate? Oh, they did. They they were one of the you know uh, better than America, but that's not <laughs> you know. So it's a pretty low bar. Brett just doesn't care about that. He, he probably thinks that they had a higher vaccine rate and a lower mortality rate. Um, I think he probably thinks that's a lie. He probably thinks that there are more injuries or more injuries or more deaths than people are letting on. He thinks that there are probably deaths that were attributed to like old age that were COVID or like car accidents that were, or not that were COVID that were the vaccine, right? Oh my God. Does the vaccine cause car accidents? 
Um, I mean, I felt pretty bad after one of the vaccines. I probably shouldn't have been driving a car, but that would have been my own like decisions that would have caused the car accident. Plus, I don't drive. But, Brett should start attributing all car accidents to the vaccine. <laughs> Remember when they I were mean, cl- you joke, but that's what they do. Like the vaccine is now suddenly responsible for like my wife divorced me. It's responsible for like my PP feels weird in the middle of the night. What's going on? Like if if you there at some point, what I'll do is I'll, I'll link you guys the uh, the Vares Clearinghouse. It's oh, a uh, compilation actually, of- if you hit exclamation point Vares in the uh, chat, you get a, a link to that. Oh, well, I mean, there you go. You already have it queued up. All yeah, you have to course. do is browse the Vares Clearinghouse because, I mean, most of the time, like Reese and Abe in chat said, it's, uh, you know, uh, 7 billion dead myocarditis, no iPhone Venezuela. Like that, that's basically <laughs> the, the set of things that they say all the time that, you know, the vaccine gave everybody in the planet myocarditis and everyone's dead now. So it's like uh, they, they have no new talking points and it's just the same trite stuff repeatedly. So Brett does, I think, operate from a position of there's way more... Uh, vaccine injuries via heart grenade than anything else. So the first entry on that thing is category alcohol adverse reaction drunk and dizzy. <laughs> Isn't that the point of the alcohol? Yo, so what happened with VARES was okay. So the first thing that happened was the anti-vaxxers started um, posting fake things on there, and then honestly, um, the skeptic kind of troll community made it worse. <laughs> <laughs> by posting like <laughs> like it let me walk through walls i could walk on my hands now it gave me the gay like it we made it like we we contributed and i i will account myself i didn't do it personally but i'll i'll take responsibility for being part of a, a group of uh snarky uh skeptic people who were like well i mean if you're gonna lie about it we should make up the most outlandish fucking lie we can and put it on there and uh you know that was that was bad i guess not as bad as the anti-vaxxers trying to game it at first, but it was still bad. And now it's like full of garbage. It's just absolutely full of garbage. It's not even useful to spot it trends was, like it was supposed to be, you know? It was always full of garbage, though. Before COVID, it was full of garbage. Mm. Well, the thing I was talking about was before COVID. The anti-vaxxers were already trying oh, okay. to game it long before COVID. Okay. They were already trying to game it. So we got some clips t- straight from the Dark Horse podcast Twitter feed, which... It's a huge oversight that they have not yet blocked me, but that's because I have not yet antagonized them. <laughs> I will, I will, I, I, by, by next Wednesday, by next intellectual Dollar Tree recording, I expect to be blocked by the Dark Horse podcast on Twitter. <laughs> anyway, here's, um, here's him asking why the Israeli border was undefended. Why was arguably the most defended border on earth undefended on the anniversary of a historical attack on israel the yom kippur war to the extent that hamas was able to breach that border in many places simultaneously and bring a large force into the country that uh, operated nearly unopposed for many, many hours. That is a question that a rational person would have to ask. And maybe it has a perfectly mundane explanation. But the problem is, if you search for that mundane explanation, it does not suggest itself. Complacency? A failure that one has to bend over backwards to rescue the idea that it was organic. 
So I don't know what that means. There are lots of ways it could be inorganic, but the lack of interest apparently in figuring out which of those actually explains it is troubling in and of itself. I got an explanation. Sometimes shit happens. Yeah, not not everything is about you, Brett. Like if you feel like you have the most secure borders, then you're probably not going to spend a whole lot of your effort making sure that they're the most secure borders. Because you already have the most secure borders. So, you know, you get complacent. Either that or just something else was going on or it wasn't undefended or I don't know. I don't know. We're this is these are things that that won't be known right away because um, these stuff like this, it's going to take a while for the powers that be to try to explain themselves. Um, Yeah, well, there were at least like other things that were being cast into the ether from like other countries in the region. Like I know the Egyptian intelligence services had things to say about that specifically but like that notwithstanding it's one of those things where it's like you you just wait for information to come out and let you know the cards fall fall where they fall like you you need to have all this sorted before you really make incredibly concrete comments about like yep this and that for sure happened but brett literally just has to say well this this can't this can't have happened in a way that makes sense or that like is reflective of people just doing things because they want to do them no it it has to be for a greater purpose like uh, preventing me from talking about vaccines on twitter preventing me and my friends from getting along yeah we we can't have our kumbayas when everybody's talking about gaza please please stop so we can uh have our our covid pox parties and spit in each other's mouth it it (laughs) it occurs to me that things like this where there isn't an immediate answer are really good for uh, people like brett and really bad for everyone else because of people like brett like if 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 because the hot take is is fun i i engage in the the spicy warm and sometimes hot take uh but like with this like i didn't i don't have any hot takes i don't know what the fuck's going on (laughs) i I have my biases and my like as they would say my priors because of my feelings about the power imbalance in that part of the world but other than that i don't know shit so I'm, I've been like largely keeping my fucking mouth shut and like just like trying to find like reputable news sources, both m- mostly outside of the United States to try to figure out what's going on. And I don't know, but like, <clears throat> I guess like if, if your a brand is that the powers that be are lying to you and the powers that be aren't really giving you a concrete answer at this time because they are copying to not knowing. Or they're like, hey, we're not going to release all this information yet because we uh, would like to keep this uh, secret for a little while. Then then I guess it's all it has to be about Brett because there's no other way for him to go on this. There's no like clear way for a conspiracist to go anymore on this. You could go. You, there's just no, there's no, like, if you wanted to make this a two sides thing, the conspiracists are probably going to, they fucking hate Islam and they fucking, they're not big fans of Jewish people, but a lot of them probably like Benjamin Netanyahu because of his sort of uh, ethno nationalist leanings. But then maybe a lot of them like Hamas because the Hamas wants to fucking subjugate women or whatever. So like, this is really hard actually for Brett. So I feel a little sorry for him. <laughs> <laughs> 
wait, the both of these people who are just as bad as I am with respect to their worldviews, I can't pick who, which, which awful human or group of people do I support? I'm torn. Like, and his brand can't be, hey, everybody, we're just going to have to wait and see because that's like so contrary to everything else he's ever done. Yeah, he's a reactionary. They need him to react immediately. They need him to just assert some sort of clarity over the situation because that's his trade. That's what he does. But he decided to take the, the weirdos way out and say it's actually neither of those two. It's all actually a, a subterfuge. It's a plot to distract you from my podcast. And it's so crazy that, that that a conspiracy theorist is positing a, um, I'm going to try to be a little careful how I say this, positing a, a shadowy group of people above the shadowy group of Jewish people that other conspiracy theorists usually say is behind everything. That's the crazy part. It's wild. He's he's superseding anti-Semitic conspiracy theories with something that's anti-Semitic for both Semitic peoples involved in this conflict in the first place. Yeah, and 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 who the fuck in his in this who the fuck are the Rothschilds answering to in this fucking conspiracy world he's creating? Oh, it's the, what, what, the, what if it's Heather? Heather hasn't said a word in these clips. Maybe maybe Heather's pulling the strings. Maybe. Maybe that's maybe Heather's not even maybe Heather is her her software has crashed. Oh yeah, Heather Heather's stuck updating. Uh, Heather got struck by Windows updates, so she's just rebooting right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, oh, so we God. got a longer one here. This one's about six minutes, and it's from their own Twitter because they paid apartheid quite for a check mark, which is super sad, but not mm-hmm. not unsurprising. Uh, my favorite thing, though, uh, and, and we'll 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 get onto this clip in a second, is Brett trying so hard to get Elon to notice him, and even Elon is like, "I don't like this dork." Yeah, I think didn't Elon at some point <laughs> say like, uh, "You're being weird, stop"? Or no, Elon blocked him. Elon actually blocked Brett. That's right. I remember <laughs> yeah, this now. Brett kept adding him. Imagine being <laughs> such a dork that Elon Musk blocks you, <laughs> and not because you're disagreeing with Elon have, either. I'm kind of surprised they don't have like the. What is it? The gold check mark that costs like two thousand dollars a month or something? Well, even if they did, Elon can just take that away too because he did it to the New York Times, I think. <laughs> well, like they would be, they would be one of the few people that would actually pay for that. Oh, for sure. But you know, if their Patreon dollars are going down, maybe they're tightening their grifter belts and they can't afford Elon's fancy P check mark. All right. Here's the next clip. We are being asked to accept that the Israeli military and intelligence complex aired so massively as to allow this incredible breach of this border that apparently, according to a captured Hamas operative, shocked even them. They did not expect to be able to do this. Now, I don't know if that's true or not. It could be propaganda. Who knows? But we are being asked to accept <laughs> well, that's that there is very good, Brett. So far, so good. <laughs> yes, I'm not sure if that's true. Maybe this person who is a, a bit of an operator was lying. <laughs> Uncertainty <laughs> in the face of geopolitics. Brett, this isn't like you. Are you OK, honey? <laughs> Can you name like a like a. Uh, a like a system or like a, a country that hasn't had any single breach that's been around for like decades. 
I'm just proud no, of like him. Everyone for, eventually has a breach. Like I said, everything, just, everyone and everything. I am just very proud of Brett for um, understanding that uh, that an operator might be lying. That's that's very 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 good, very good. Yes, the the <laughs> operator from Hamas might be lying. They're a spy. <laughs> Progress? Question mark. Explanation, and that we are furiously trying to figure out what it might be when that extends well beyond any plausible failure and i will defend that in a second if i need to but from who officially to say if that failure is beyond what an organic failure could produce plausibly then the question is has something gotten into the israeli system that is ready to sacrifice civilians or some other purpose that has not been named and we do not know. Now, that's an incredible thought. It's a terrible thought. On the other hand, if you look at what Israel did during COVID, oh, this is well, with bad stats. The entire population out. was betrayed. But it's only like Israel a had amongst the highest vaccination rates of any country on earth. That was the result of whatever it is that controls the Israeli system of government inflicting. Oh, the chat has a theory. It's that the, the high vaccine rate made the IDF dumb. <laughs> <laughs> they should put that on VAERS. We got the vaccine. Uh, and we got report the vaccine. submitted by uh, Bibi Netanyahu. Uh, symptom, army no function. <laughs> <laughs> we all took the vaccine and then there was a terrorist attack <laughs> on a rave. The, the most likely place to find the unvaccinated, actually, when you think about it. Probably. On the population of Israel. I don't know what to make of it, but the fact that you have two historical events that appear to have nothing to do with each other, that share the characteristic of looking like something that must go <clears throat> beyond the level of organic failure, both of which involve something in control that has asymmetrical access to information, mm -hmm. putting the population of citizens in jeopardy of terrible things, and then so, not telling the truth about it. Right. And again, I think, um, you know, massive unprecedented error. I would say that error there is doing this. Unprecedented. Have they heard of 9-11? <laughs> no. Extremely <laughs> precedented. Wait, let's not but tell like, them about 9-11. <laughs> He said that, like, if something can't be plausibly explained by, like, the failure of the system, like, what does he mean? Like, what can't be plausibly, plausibly explained by the failure of the system? The failure of the system can result in, like, literally anything. Right. <laughs> like, that's why, like, that's why trains derail. That's why, like, <laughs> planes crash. That's why, like, countries fall apart. Like, like, if the system fails, yeah, like, anything can happen. That's why self-driving cars will kill your children. <laughs> like, nothing has to be, like, nefariously plotted. Like, no one plotted for, like, the Challenger space shuttle to explode. It was, like, the failure of the system that caused that. No, that was actually Big Rocket masquerading as a systemic failure. Big Rocket didn't oh. want you to know that they exploded the Challenger to uh, commission more rocket construction. They did it to take out that I was, teacher. I was actually. unfamiliar with that. That teacher knew too much. They did it to take out that teacher. Yeah, okay. otherwise she'd teach other people about what she learned. Yeah, oops. Because if she came back down as a teacher, she would have to explain to everybody that space is actually fake. 
Exactly. <laughs> she saw the Hollywood movie set. She she saw too much. She had to be dealt with. That's fucking dark. Let's let this clip keep going. That's <laughs> horrible. As broken in what I was talking about. That error and broken uh, can mean two totally different things. You know, perhaps everyone involved is actually overwhelmed with, with grief and a desire that this never, ever, ever happen again because the system is what it appears to be and it is the thing that it came to be under normal circumstances. Or... Perhaps there are those who have helped to make things happen who are benefiting. Um, right. And if this were a simple organic failure, then across the board, we would be expecting to see people trying to figure out what it was. Because the chances, I mean, did Hamas get into the military? Aren't and, we? Uh, and uh, intelligence did it compromise israeli military intent wait does this guy think that they're not trying to send spies into the idf yes yes they yeah, are he, uh brett, but brett just learned he, about espionage he's saying that israel like he's implying at least that israel is doing absolutely nothing to counteract like the next time this will happen they don't they don't care at all how it happened like, that's what he's implying. No, I assure you, Israel is trying to figure out what went wrong and prevent it. But those pesky spies, uh, which I, it's a word I just made up, actually. Um, I, I'm coined, coined a term <laughs> called spies. It's when you uh, infiltrate uh, another country's uh, intelligence apparatus. Um, they had a show about it, actually, but nobody paid attention to it because the show really sucked. It was called Burn Notice. And, um, but it, it told you all about this. If you would have only watched that show, you would understand if only the idea yeah, if you watched burn notice. Yeah. If you were uh, far enough advanced, good. Uh, someone should make a movie about spies <laughs> with maybe like a three, three letter, uh, uh, moniker for the spy or three number moniker, better, better three numbers and intelligence and cause th this breach that would certainly be a question you would want to, i'm not saying it happened i don't think it did but you would want to rule it out because something beyond normal has to explain this and let me just again i you know no something normal can absolutely explain it fuck you brett <laughs> like like nothing oopsie. happens legitimately oopsie is actually normal point about conspiracy. he's just fucking saying that no evidence at all mm-hmm that's what he does this is wild this if you're really if you really believe that the idea that a hypothesis alleges a possible conspiracy is invalidating on its face then you're not paying attention we have but no but nobody says that you hypothesizing about a conspiracy invalidates your hypothesis which is a crazy and like overly overly self-congratulatory way to talk about this guy's fucking like navel gazing and fucking word salading. Like you are not positing a hypothesis. You are on a talk show, uh, probably in real time, generating a conspiracy theory. This is the opposite of a mm -hmm. hypothesis. Yeah, this is uh this is the academic window dressing again. He just has to use science words and now suddenly it becomes legitimate uh thinking instead of IDW sense making. Like the the first step to the scientific method is not hypothesizing. 
the first step to the scientific method is research. You figure out like what is a a reasonable hypothesis. Is yeah, this I mean, a hypothesis have to have an idea. that's going on in my brain completely unreasonable and absolutely fucking deranged? Yes? Okay, maybe I shouldn't spew it out into the world. Right, maybe more 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 research is needed before I hypothesize. No. Yeah, but that requires like restraint and self-control, something that <laughs> Brett has never demonstrated himself capable of having. But He's like a you would better think someone who who fancies himself a scientist would understand <laughs> that. I mean, it did take him nine years to get his PhD. I think he might have missed a couple of classes. <laughs> ah, that's that, that's neither that's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> kinds of collusion taking place and the harm to the public. If you if you didn't notice it over COVID, then you really got to go back and review what happened. There was an awful lot of collusion to keep us in the dark, to cause us to do things that were actually not in our interest, to fail to register opportunities to protect certain populations like young people from dangerous things like so-called vaccines from which they get no benefit. What so, the attempt to memory hole all of that by the same players who uh, right. tried to try, who effectively demonized uh, those of us who were resistant in the first place. Anybody who's paying attention can see it. And so... The point is really not, are you a conspiracy theorist or not? The question is, are you any good at it? Are you good at being rigorous? In and that's played out by how many patrons you have. In the confusing <laughs> landscape where collusion may be taking place. Can you avoid seeing uh, ghosts where they're not? You know, and it's not easy because, frankly, um, the nature of conspiracy is to create a phony story. It's not easy. I see ghosts everywhere. <laughs> I see dead people. It's Halloween. Somebody help me. <laughs> oh, man. Brett, Brett should have been like the fifth Ghostbuster or whatever. Wait, were there four Ooh. Ghostbusters? Cross yeah, I think, I think there were four. Trigger artificially. Right? So how do you tell the difference between an organically simple explanation for something and a phony baloney simple explanation that effectively obscures the truth? That's, that's the difficulty philosophically. And how do you do it when all of the emotional triggers are on high? It's even more difficult. Right. It's that if we can get you... You're scared for your life. Maybe because it's a virus. Maybe because it's barbaric terrorists. But either way, you're scared for your life. And fear is running your decision-making apparatus. And it is affecting your ability to see what might be true. Right. It is. Is it unreasonable to be afraid of like things that are killing other people? If Brett and Heather say not to be afraid of them, then yes, obviously. I mean, like, I would say, like, sure, it's unreasonable to be afraid of, like, I don't know, getting killed by a pencil. Because, like, maybe a couple people in the world die by getting killed by a pencil every year. But, like, you're probably not going to be one of them. So there's no reason to fear that. But well, like, like pencils anyway, they have erasers. <laughs> but like if if you're afraid of like a virus that has killed literally millions of people in your own country, isn't that a reasonable fear? Or like maybe yeah. and like like be afraid enough that like you wear a mask out in public. Like I feel like that's that's a perfectly reasonable level of fear too. Like you're not so afraid that you're like locking yourself in your bathroom but like you're afraid enough that you're like maybe i don't want to like you know get other people's sneezes up my nose 
Right. Or I mean, or, I don't even call that fear. That's just like not wanting other people to be gross. Like, do you, you have a thing that works so you do it? Well, we have this say we have this this term. It's called like having a healthy fear of something, right? Like having a healthy yeah. fear of heights is good, <laughs> right? It's not I have an unhealthy fear of heights. So yeah. But no, <laughs> I wish I only had a healthy fear of heights. It's not that the fear is good, it's that the fear is because you know what the outcome might be. That the fear in and of itself mm-hmm. isn't necessarily good. The the fear is knowing that the outcome is bad if you fall, yeah. say, from something yeah, high. You, you just you you're respecting the threat that something poses. Right. That's, that's yeah. so and that's not necessarily Which is perfectly reasonable. Well, and that's not necessarily what we think of as fear, but I mean, that's just where the term healthy fear comes from. Right. So like, it could be that people are just afraid of a thing and it's not because the government is trying to control everyone. Right. (laughs) But nobody's allowed to have their own. Apparently that is way too much to believe for Brett and Heather. Yeah. Nobody has agency or autonomy and uh, the government's manipulating every single one of them into thinking that. But also for a ten dollars a month on Patreon, you too can have autonomy. <laughs> That's how you break free of the mind control. You give Brett Weinstein ten dollars. <laughs> so we got another clip. This is the good one. I mean, this has all been pretty good. I was like, oh, I don't know if we're going to be able to fill an hour with this Brett stuff, but we are actually going to be able to fill an hour with this Brett stuff. Um, this is the money shot right here. Oh, literally. Oh, this is. <laughs> listen, this is about two minutes. We're just all going to shut the fuck up and let him say this whole two minute thing. Um, I can't stop you from laughing, but I will tell you to shut the fuck up if you try to talk during this. <laughs> okay. I've never told HK to shut the fuck up on the stream ever. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but there's a piece of the story that haunts me. Um, and it will probably sound arrogant for me to describe it, but I'm going to do it anyway because it's later than we think. You'll remember that in the Hitchhiker's Guide, the Earth is actually a sophisticated computer designed to discover the meaning of life, the universe, and everything after the initial computer that was designed to do this after, I think, thousands of years spit out an insane answer, which was 42, which didn't mean anything. And then when asked to explain it, it said, well, what was the question? So the earth was the 2.0 version of the investigator for what is the meaning of life, the universe and everything. And as you will recall, the computer actually produced its result. The earth did figure out what the meaning of life, the universe and everything was in the form of a young woman on whom it dawned. And she picked up the phone to convey the answer at the exact moment that the Vogons destroyed the place. So anyway, the point is the earth spits out the answer, but we still don't know what it is because lo and behold, it was destroyed at exactly the moment that the answer was ready to be delivered. Um, I feel a little bit like I might be the young woman in that story because I believe (laughs) I do know what the next thing is supposed to be. And it isn't that complex. And it's, um, we describe it, Heather and I, in our book, (laughs) chapter, it's called The Fourth Frontier. (laughs) So everybody, Brett's a god, essentially. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Yeah, because of evolution, I can see the future, and so can you if you buy my book. (laughs) 
Like that is the closest I've ever heard anyone come to saying I'm the most important person in the world. <laughs> and that's just the and Brett some Brett probably said something else that was the second closest or his brother said it. <laughs> More on his brother during red light by the way everybody. <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, somebody called it main character syndrome. We've in the chat actually described it as only character syndrome. It's where you're the only one that matters, not just the, because we're all the main character in our own story. You have to believe that in some way. Otherwise, you don't operate in your own self-interest. That's fine. But this is only character syndrome where it's like only him, maybe in a few select people who he decided matters. Now, his guest is actually, his guest is like, here, um, hold my uh, interdimensional space computer. <laughs> information is the new power it's the new battlefield you and i fight this all the time i'm just every day now i'm like how many of these things on twitter are just bots how many of them are government bots how many of them are public private ngo partnership bots i don't know right but <laughs> this is the fucking this is the madison star moon argument where everybody that doesn't agree with me is a paid fucking government puppet which are I mean, actual, that's an elon argument too yeah they're all bots and shills they're if they if they're real they're paid to do it this is like when you've when you've just lost your fucking mind you end up at you're a paid fucking provocateur I've had people like I use my government name on Facebook and you could like look me up. I'm a real person. And so people don't accuse me of being fake. They, I'm always accused of being a, a, a government uh, paid uh, shell for any number of things. And it's like the craziest fucking thing. And this guy's doing it right now. He's like, well, I don't know. People are talking shit to me on Twitter. They must be bots or paid paid government puppets. And it's like, or dude, or people are talking shit to you because they think that they should talk shit to you because they think that you can go fuck yourself which actually requires the fewest assumptions of any it requires way more mm -hmm. assumptions to think that it's a, a computer program or that somebody's being paid to tell you to go fuck yourself the the most the the most uh logical thing is just that this person actually just believes that you can go fuck yourself actually and that's fine <laughs> Like there's people who think I can go fuck myself too. I just think they're wrong. <laughs> but it's a lot of many bots. of them. I just want to put on the radar of people because I think it's looming very, very large. Many of them are organized armies of paid trolls. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Brett just uh, bought into that argument too. How, organized uh, armies of paid trolls like hk seriously that is not anything different than something fucking madison star moon would say yeah that is like no one can disagree with me unless they're paid to disagree with me that's like that's i think that is the second most uh the second closest thing to i'm the most important person on earth i it calls up the wrong thing because a bot is inherently stupid. A person mm -hmm. who is paid to create a particular impression, especially if they are doing so in conjunction with 20 other people who've been assigned a task, is a very powerful thing because what it does is it mm -hmm. uses the human API expertly. <laughs> that is to say, we all have a sense of what it means. The human API can, is pay can you someone. Rewind that? What? Can you rewind that? The yeah. human API what? Here you go. Very powerful thing because what it does is it mm -hmm. uses the human API expertly. Yeah, the uh, 
<clears throat> the idea that if you pay uses, people, that if you pay people to do something, they'll do it is using the human API expertly. It's just that I don't think this is really happening. It uses the human API expertly. <clears throat> don't Fuck. dig too much into what a it. Weird he has no way to say it works. He has no idea what an API is, so just don't like don't he dig does too, not. don't dig too deeply yeah. into that, please. please. <laughs> he, yeah. he does not. So uh, like humans will do things if you pay them to do them. Uh, oftentimes, not any, not anything. I'm sure there's someone that would do anything, but yeah. The, does he not know that? It's called employment. <laughs> yeah, like that's it's, that's it's a, there's no human API. Like e even in his own conspiracy, he's the crazy one. Yeah, he's out here uh, Pepe Silvia posting with all the red yarn, the newspaper clippings in, in his own headspace and his own headcanon. <laughs> that is to say, we all have a sense of what it means when a person says something hostile or challenging to us. We react like human beings do. And when the thing that you're interacting with is one of 20 representatives of an organization whose name you do not know that has identified now your space. account and says it is time to create the following impression around Chris Martinson. If this guy would just go on Twitch, he could find the uh, the key players in this organization. They've uh, Some of us have Twitch channels, and uh, many of those other key players in this have appeared on people's Twitch channels. <laughs> like he is, he is like, he's literally like two steps away from putting on an actual tinfoil hat. He's describing a thing uh, that that uh, <clears throat> it still exists on the internet, but they've a lot of the social media sites have cracked down on it. It's this idea of gang stalking. This gang stalkers uh, targeted individuals. Um, it's a it's actually terrifying. Um, he is not all the way down that rabbit hole, um, but he's getting kind of close there because he he thinks like some shadowy organization is on the internet making fun of him, except that like. Most of the people that are making fun of him, like, are like known entities. Anybody who's getting any traction making fun of him is like, <laughs> like us. We're kind of known, but like Sam Cedar likes to make fun of him, and it's pretty easy to figure out the fucking who that is. That's the Majority Report crew. They're they're fairly popular, and uh, you know who all their names actually is. <laughs> they, they all they all do this under their government name. There's no there's no conspiracy here, Brett. It's just that a lot of people think that you're one full of shit and two kind of funny. So. Make and it's because he is he is both full of shit and kind of funny yeah he's similar similar to like the, the the chemtrail people that we've been making fun of in the way in the way that it's that they're really just great fodder yep and he doesn't realize it and i think that's that's why he's assuming that like you know everyone is after him and everyone's working for some big shadow organization I mean, not for nothing. I technically am being paid right now to make fun of him. So <laughs> <laughs> we 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 are the robots. Are we even human? We're we're Echoplex right, bots. That's you a, know what? I guess he's right. Yeah, like the chemtrail. I people, stand corrected. We they uh, <laughs> like a, a chemtrails group on Facebook got uh, stolen, goated recently, and they're like, "Oh, you know, you're paid shills," and I'm like, "Excuse me, yes, I am actually." I pay my bills making fun of conspiracy theorists. Now you got me. Here's the link to my show. Come hang out. Yeah, you guys you guys theorizing is what's getting me paid. You are paying me the shill. Thank you. Thank you for your patronage. Right? That is a very powerful force. It is a force capable of um 
Who was that guy? Preventing a, an awareness that would otherwise dawn from occurring. There is a project <clears throat> with your name on it and the status of that project and the institutional knowledge of that project. What are your blind spots? What are your uh, sensitivities? What are the impressions that can be created around your feed that will cause people who might otherwise listen to you to turn away and walk the other direction? These things are somehow being wielded in a sophisticated way. Okay, so the guy that they're cutting to HK is the bad stats. He's the guy who pulls, who pulled almost all of the clips, actually. Oh, okay, that, that we, we there watched, we go. That, that we watched today. I just um, didn't realize that's what he looked like. Yeah, yeah. He's <clears throat> not not pseudonymous or anything he's like on the, he just has the name the bad stats on there but you know he's not anonymous he'll tell you who he is and like i like i'm telling you uh us the bad stats um Ina, nice mangoes the 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 guys at gurus pod the conspirituality guys um we all kind of <laughs> know each other but we're not organized <laughs> We, we, we are all doing our own thing and we all just sort of ended up in the same place with like slightly different tones ranging from me to the conspirituality guys who were like really nice. <laughs> you know, you know what the irony in that is, Dave? Uh, if Brett understood that there's actually an evolutionary term for that. It's called convergent evolution where multiple organisms arrived at the same evolutionary point, taking different paths to get there. <laughs> So if Brett was half the scientist he claimed to be, he could actually figure out what you just said. And I mean, we, in some ways we are organized because we might every once in a while retweet each other or, um, I've gone ahead and read the conspirituality guys book because I thought it might be interesting. Um, but this idea that there's like some fucking shadowy cabal, the, those, those of, of people who he doesn't know who they are. Brett, just go check your block list. You can find out who these people are. <laughs> you know who they all yeah. are. He thinks it's some shadowy organization, but really it's just like a few normal people making fun of him on stream. And it's it's because it's maybe he thinks they're shadowy because he blocked them all and forgot who they all are. <laughs> <laughs> you think he name searches himself on a fake account? Probably uh, he, not. I don't know. He's probably not pinker pilled enough to do that. There's I don't just. Know, I think. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, uh, Brett at this point, just like he's just going outside to like buy his groceries, and he looks at like the shrubbery next to the entrance, and he like hallucinates an Echoplex Media logo just coming out of the bushes. Like, oh god, the bots—they're here. The shelves—they're—they <laughs> won't leave me alone. That was, was the funniest thing that ever happened was when he quote tweeted me that one time, right? Uh, when I was, I there was the baby head exploding thing. And I like, we had taken the night off, I think of intellectual Dollar Tree that night. And I was like, well, I'm going to do some IDT work. And I clipped a bunch of that stuff out. And then he, um, he uh, quote tweeted me to uh, send his followers after me. And like somebody, I forget, I think it might've been uh, Chris Cavanaugh who hit me up. Like I woke up like, you know, at noon, like, like as you do. And I checked my phone and I had like some DMs and he's like, Hey man, you doing all right? And I'm like, what are you talking about? This is the best thing that ever happened. <laughs> <laughs> you, I made it. Why? What do you mean? I'm not okay. This is, this is this fucking rocks. <laughs> right. Because these, all these dorks kept coming at me going, are you a biologist? I'm like, no, I'm a talk show host like Brett. And then they'd get hella mad. And then like <laughs> an insignificant portion of them fucking ended up blocking me after they tried to like harass me because like, like, you know, my, they like, can't my, handle it. Like, well, like the people who like the, 
like all the like fucking very angry middle-aged women who hang out like and watch my stream were like hey go fuck yourself nerd and they were like just not ready for that you go to the profile it's like uh 47 <laughs> loves to knit and then just they absolutely just dunk on you it's like <laughs> middle-aged middle-aged women who who like paint you do watercolor or paint little miniatures or whatever. We're just absolutely slaying these darks. <laughs> it's just like yeah. the lack of self-awareness. Like he doesn't understand the nature of the people who make fun of him. Like it's like the time that he tried to get the producer of the majority report fired for making fun of him. And then Sam was like, I am not firing my producer for making fun of you. That's his job actually is to make fun of you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he understands the nature of the people who follow him. They're dorks. The people who follow him are fucking morons. So like he doesn't realize that he's preaching to a bunch of fucking morons. <laughs> I think they're, or I think maybe they're, he does. And that's even worse. I think this is one of the things that he actually is aware of. I think because of the kind of content he does, they dress it up like it's for a scientifically literate audience and like they're doing science communication. But I think they're all very much aware that their audience is as a uh, lay people. Um, and I think I don't that's, mean lay people. I think I mean morons. No, no, but I mean, well, uh, uh, potato, potato. I suppose I'm a moron about all kinds of things. <laughs> or you could just call me a lay person about things I don't understand. It just depends on how mean you want to be. But I think they have to. Yeah, understand but are you going to believe? Like, are are you going to believe that you know all about those things because you listen to it on a podcast? No. No. Okay, you're right. They're fucking morons. So never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I stand yeah, there, corrected. There, there's a difference between just like not necessarily knowing niche things and like Dunning Kruger, or just being incredibly credulous because someone is um, charismatic as Brett or Heather is telling you some shit. Oh, <laughs> oh dude, you just gave me acid reflux by including charismatic and Brett and Heather in the same sentence. <laughs> it's like oh, red wine God. acid reflux or chili dog acid reflux or chili dog chased with red wine. <laughs> it's like a chili dog chased with red wine with a with a side of ibuprofen. <laughs> you guys are making me hungry for a chili dog <laughs> and red wine. <laughs> yeah, don't, for, don't forget the Advil dust sprinkle on the chili dog. <laughs> so, what do you guys if if you had to predict six months from now? What are they? Maybe not necessarily. What are they going to be talking about? But let's say they're about a seven and a half on the potato meter right now. Are they going to go back down to like four or five in six months in hope of regaining some sort of close to mainstream credibility? Or are they going to like crank that shit up to 11 on the potato meter and be talking about the shape of the earth and shit? I don't think they'll be fully at 11, but they'll be moving towards 11. I mean, th this trajectory doesn't really seem to have any signs of stopping or slowing down. So uh, they're they're just gonna keep doubling and tripling down because that's what got them their success initially. Uh, initially, uh, they're not going because like once you've gone this far, you can't really like do an about heel and recapture some of the people who you know Sam Harris and company are being like, yeah, the, Brett's a little weird and saying some pretty extreme stuff. Like the vaccines were fine. You know, you're not you're not getting those people back. Like once you go down that rabbit hole, you don't get the the quote unquote normies back. HK. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Uh, oh. I don't think they're going to be at the level of like Madison Star Moon. But that's but mostly like, by the, the the kind of performance that's being put on, not necessarily. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. They're not going to yeah. be screaming from their car. <laughs> but of they're going to be like, yet. they're going to be pretty close. So, yeah, I think I think they're going to take kind of like a like a 
a much less lucrative Alex Jones trajectory. To be fair, Alex Jones is worth negative almost a billion dollars right now. <laughs> it's quite the trajectory, just uh, the wrong direction. So fair enough. <laughs> my guess is I actually think that they're going to, I think they're going to try to tone it down because they, they, they're going to like sort of see the writing on the wall that their 15 minutes of fame is up. But the thing that's going to be missing is the Mia culpa that would allow them any, any, any sort of redemption. <clears throat> they might say, Oh, we got out a little like ahead of our skis or whatever on certain things, but they're not going to be like, yeah, this was fucked up and I can't believe I participated in this because um, they don't understand that people, especially Americans, we love a good fucking redemption story. <laughs> And they would, they are like the right kind of people for it. Cause they're like upper middle-class white people who talk really calmly, like they're on NPR and they could actually pull it off. But the, I don't know about Heather, but Brett's ego would just never let him say, I, I was uh, uh, going to die now. Yeah. He would explode yeah. before admitting fault in any way. Yep. <laughs> now, if they wanted to, if they wanted to um, continue their grift, they could go Mia culpa. And they could make a ton of money. Sam Harris would take them back. Jordan Peterson would start talking shit about them. They could go like they could go full. They could go full like we got we got hoodwinked by a bunch of grifters. But the problem is they were the ones making up the bullshit. So <laughs> they, they run into a bit of a problem yeah. there too. That's they were very the easily fact checked. Like Brett drew a graph. He did, and it, and was it the, made no sense. That was the one yeah, Marcus showed us too. We hadn't seen that one yet. The first, the first or the second, the first time you came on, he drew a graph that just said that the chance of him being wrong was like 1% or 5% or something. <laughs> yeah. He was trying to do evolution numbers on how right he was or something. It was just like, dude, come on. You, you can't turn everything into like some sort of science figure just to prove that you're different from the other grifters. That's not, that's not sustainable, man. All right. Well, it's been almost an hour and a half. I was like in, in the in Discord. I'm like, Marcus, I don't know if these few clips are going to fill up an hour or a little bit more. We're going to have to find <laughs> something else. I was absolutely incorrect. <laughs> never, never doubt Brett's ability to just be so unhinged that you have to just dig into it for a bit to be like, why is he doing this? Why are you like this, Brett? You know what I didn't do at the beginning of the show that I should have probably done? Uh, Marcus, who are you and why, why are you, what the fuck are you doing here and where can people find you? <laughs> yeah, my, I think most of your audience knows me already, so I think it was a pretty natural transition a, to hop into the show. We have a pretty but, large uh, like Spotify podcast audience who may not know you, so before we get out of here, you want to tell people where to find you? Yeah, good call. Uh, hello, Spotify listeners, if you don't know me. Uh, my name is Homo Zygote. That's my internet name. My government name is Marcus, so you can use whichever one makes you happy. Uh, I'm a fifth-year PhD candidate at the University of Vermont. I spend my time on the internet looking at uh, conspiracy theory brainworms, much like uh, Dave and HK here from Echoplex, but I, I do it more in a science communication way, uh, parentheses, not like Brett. You know, I'm very much uh, in favor of vaccines and masks and things like that. So uh, I do science communication and uh, talk about science and politics on my Twitch stream, twitch.tv slash homozygote, spelled like the animal, the goat. So H-O-M-O-Z-Y-G-O-A-T. Uh, that's where you can find me. I'm usually live Tuesday, Thursday, uh, 8 p.m. Eastern. And it's always a pleasure to uh, be here with uh, both of you. It's been too long since I've uh, come back to the uh, IDT for uh, making fun of goobers like Brett. Well, we have another goober that we're going to uh, make fun of in the post game. There's a, that <laughs> oh, Sam boy. Harris and Eric Weinstein <clears throat> went on the Trigonometry <laughs> podcast. So uh, 
Uh, we're going to be letting you go, podcast listeners. Uh, you go to patreon.com slash echoplex or eplex.store. Sign up for a membership. You can get the entire show. Or you can just fucking email me at e- echo at echoplexmedia.com because, like, what kind of monster would paywall an MP4 over $5 a month? So, uh, but if you do want to support this project, uh, my preference is via fourth wall at eplex.store. The split there is better. Plus, there's all kinds of great merch there, including Toast Cat, which maybe we'll. Uh, we, we talked a little bit about Toast Cat at the beginning of the stream. But there's also funny stuff about Sam and, and oh, there's no Eric Weinstein shirt on there. We got to get on that. Anyway, I'm thinking aloud. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Um, I'm going to change the contents of my beverage, change the uh, color of the lighting in here, and we can all get up, maybe go to the bathroom, take a break. We'll be back with the post game. This is Boomers by Periscope.
Sunday, 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 right here on twitch.tv slash Echoplex Media. It's the Plex, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Pacific and on into red light. We have the worst news in the week that no one else will cover. The Plex has it all. Conspiracy, right-wing nut jobs, Christian extremism, and Madison Star Moon. Tune in every Sunday at 7 p.m. Pacific at twitch.tv slash Echoplex Media and find our full schedule at Echoplex Media dot com.